What's happening, fellow babies? This is Chris Vandal of Angels in Vain, formerly of just about every band that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Doing what I love to do. You are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Tear it off and lock it down. Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor. Uh, I've got a very special guest today. Uh, very excited to talk with him. We've got Chris Vendahl and, uh, from Angels in Vain. We're going to be talking about Long Time Coming, uh, which uh, Paris Records is going to be putting out here in uh, March 23rd. Uh, they, I, it was some info I was reading here from Paris about this. And, and Chris, I've been a fan for a long time. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, man, before the for the weekend here. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. I'm happy to be here. Very, very cool. Um, so let's go back in time here, hop in a time machine for a second. Uh, tell us, tell me uh, how Angels in Vain and your relationship with the band and how all that, how all that started way back when. Wow. Okay, so, yep. Grab my flux capacitor here. Exactly. <laughs> so, so basically, what we have is me performing eleven shows a week, six nights a week, as Steven Tyler for Legends in Concert. Okay. In Las Vegas and all over the world, right? So awesome. This is my life. It's 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 what I do, and. It's nonstop, and it's been going for years, and it's wonderful, right? Yeah. However, I got to a point where I could not tell where Stephen, where I stopped and Stephen started. Okay. Um, and I woke up one day and I said, "Man, I just gotta do something different. I, I gotta. I need to write a record. I got. I need to do something original. I need to break away from from this. Much as I love it, as great as it is, as fortunate as I am." Like, I'm not taking it for granted, but I got it. So I called up my my old-time um, partner in crime, Taz, uh, who, for those of you that don't know, if you're interested, um, Taz and I moved from Detroit to California to L.A. together um, back in the 80s. Okay. So co-form, we, we co-founded Cherry Street. Oh, Dave, Cherry so, Street, great band. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. So we've got a lot of history together. Um, we've been friends for, for longer than that. So, you know, he's the guy that I went to when it was time. And, you know, he's like, what's up, man? And I said, look, I need to write a record. And, you know, it's it's not about money. It's not about tours. It's not, it's not about anything except for great music. I just want to write an album of the music that we love for its own sake. 
he was all about it. The next day, he sent me like 13 songs he had sitting in a drawer. And I was like, okay, here we go. Um, we both have recording studios. And so I started to take the ideas and, and, and carve away at them. And slowly but surely, um, the first, I think it was first three songs came to me. And at that point, again, it wasn't about a band or anything. It was just, we were writing music and, and having a good time doing it. And it's about this time I got a call from, from Stacy Blades, who was then the guitar player in LA Guns. Sure. And yeah, Stacy and I have been friends for a long time. And we always kind of talked about doing something together, maybe at some point, but timing was never right or whatever it was. Like, you know, he's in a band, I'm in a band. And um, he'd been talking with Eric Stacy, who was uh, the bass player for Faster Pussycat. Okay. About, about this thing they were trying to put on, and it was going to be um, uh, an event honoring the life of David Bowie, basically. Oh, wow. Because he had just passed away. Okay. So they, they, they were trying to put on this event, and they asked if I would be interested in singing for it. And, you know, like I said, we've been trying to do something, but just kind of not sure what for a period of time. Sure. And this seemed like the, the opportunity. It was a one-off. It wasn't a long-time commitment. Um, and it was hard for me to, to, to say yes to anything because I had, like, contracts with Legends of Concert. Right. So I was like, yeah, I would love to do this. So we got to talking, and, and he was like, what is she doing? You know, because he knew I was doing Legends or whatever. And I told him that, you know, I was writing with Taz, and he goes, well, let me hear it. And I was like, nah. And I was like, come <laughs> on, man, send it to me. Let me check it. And I was like, all right, all right. So I, I sent the songs to him, thinking really nothing of it, right? Then about two hours later, I get a phone call, and he's like, look, man. And he was all fired up. He's like, we got to do a band. I said, what? He goes, I talked to Eric Stacy, and we want to be your band let's do this let's make let's make it real let's make it a real thing and I said you're serious he goes yeah we're serious and I thought about it and I was like it's awesome <laughs> yeah I was like this is this is I didn't considered it and I wasn't really there yet but so I called Taz up and I said what do you think and he goes well he's like you know what I mean they, they're obviously both good players you've known Stacy for a while do you know Eric I said no I've never met him and he goes, all right, well, let's all get together. And Taz looked in Texas. So he flew in, got everybody together. Everybody hit it off, got got along really well, seemed like it was going to be great. And we're like, okay, let's do this. So I got to work putting together the first teaser for 1973, which is what we decided to do. So like, we went from two guys writing songs to figuring out, how this is going to be a band. Sure. And originally, Vic Fox from Enough is Enough was going to be the drummer. Oh, okay. And what happened is him and his wife got another business. They got really, really busy. Something came up, some kind of like emergency there. And he's like, man, I can't do this. He goes, but here's my replacement pick. And he gave us Troy Patrick Farrell, who's the guy that steps in for him on Enough's Enough Dates and Troy also plays with White Lion okay you know, yeah absolutely Andrew, right? yeah. plays in drummer really really good dude and we're like gotta work 
so we got everybody in the studio to work through some of this stuff shot some live video of the band to see what that was going to be like and that actually became more or less the first release we put something out there not thinking anything of it i was like you know what i mean people will like it or they won't whatever that wasn't it wasn't an issue to me and the next thing i know my facebook page is like you know half a million people talking about this (laughs) (laughs) i went "Uh oh (laughs) <laughs> people are like when's the record when's the tour what's going on you know so now we're scrambling it, it, it hasn't even been a band for 15 minutes but, but mind you man everybody's feeling strongly about it it's like we're pretty much ready to go is, is how it felt but there wasn't a record it wasn't done it was like I said just three songs and then it started to become a conversation of well we'll do some LA gun songs and we'll do some faster pussy can't songs and I was like no I'm like <laughs> not that I have anything against that stuff but that's not what this is right it's never been what this is it's not what it's about and people started stressing out because you know guys make their living on the road touring and this wasn't ready for that right and I wasn't compromising it. I don't blame we you. Just, yeah, we, we weren't ready. And and it was kind of like, hey, there's an opportunity. Grab it and run with it. And I was like, man, I know this sounds selfish or whatever, but I started this for different reasons. And it was it was to escape the, the treadmill, to get off the treadmill, at least until it, it became something that was ready. And I knew if we put it out there, and it wasn't actually a band, and it, I just, I, I saw it imploding. And then some things kind of got a little strange with some of the members, and, you know, God bless me, whatever. It just stopped feeling right. So we put on the brakes and we said when this is right again we'll revisit it well in the meantime Taz and I never stopped writing um we recruited Adam Curry who's a basis for Candlebox yep. and Sons of Silver as many people know um Adam used to be with Lex Diamond if you're a hard rock oh fan. yeah absolutely yeah yeah he was he was the basis in Lex Diamond still does shows with them occasionally I think um rare, rare shows or whatever but uh, Adam and I have a long history together, so we brought in Adam and continued writing and recording. And that gave us an opportunity to actually get into the studio with Troy and get real drums tracked, get with Adam, get real bass tracked, and write the rest of the record. And a lot of it had been done, but with me at the pandemic, you know? So that's three years basically shutting down everything. Right in particular music venues so there's no touring happening during that time you know it was just it was a really weird time in the world um there was no reason to release a record so once again it was pushed back and in the interim we we took the time and said you know well let me be doing this because we want to so let's just keep on writing and uh, recently our old friend Tom Mathers approached us and he's like you know I've re-released three Cherry Street records in the past year it only makes sense if you guys let me release the Angels and Bane record absolutely you know we laughed about it or whatever and Taz and I talked about it and we went you know what 
it is kind of like keeping it all in the family. Why, why not? Let's do this. So that's basically how the decision was made. We said it's time. Um, and we got John Charles, who, if you're familiar with what's been going on, because the band's been releasing stuff all along. We just haven't done a full-length album. Oh, yeah. Um, John is the photographer that's done all the artwork for the band up to this point. Like, like the girl, Brent Amberley, that you see on the cover of all the singles, those are takes on a theme. That was always intended to be leading up to the album. Oh, awesome. So... So John, John designed the album cover, and he did the back artwork. Uh, it's so killer. Everything's, <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. It's just, it's, it's exciting to finally have it out, and I think that people are gonna, I think they're gonna respond, I think they're gonna enjoy this. So, was it different doing this record for you and Taz, or was it very similar to Cherry Street, as far as just going in and recording or was it a completely different experience for you and him okay so I'm not being vague and I'll explain myself but it was both of those things because the way you record records now is completely different sure of course you know back back then it's like we would sit in the garage or the basement and hammer it out and write the songs and work through them you'd have a cassette recorder and you'd record yourself live and you'd work through it that way so we've always had our writing process like he'd have ideas and he'd pass them to me and i'd refine them and send them back now we both have like full-blown recording studios and everybody has a recording studio right. pretty much if you got a computer everybody thinks they're an engineer <laughs> right right you know but but at the end of the day like he actually is he's a brilliant engineer and producer um he has blue ocean music i mean he's done a lot of big artists oh wow on his own yeah yeah um some a lot of people don't know that but like he's he's pretty well known he's he's out there that's awesome that. he's doing it from texas where he lives but yeah, so he's living in Texas, and I'm living in, in, in Vegas or, or California or wherever I am at the time, and we're able to just send this stuff back and forth, and then once every other month or whatever, he'll fly out to Vegas or I'll fly out to where he's at, and we'll sit together in person and we'll fine-tune it, and, and, and that's kind of the difference between how tech, that's how technology has made it a lot more practical sure. for guys over distance to be able to do things like that. But so, yeah, I mean, it, it used to be, you know, we, we were also, you know, 19 years old or 20 years old sure. or whatever, and out, of, out of our minds when we were doing cheers. <laughs> and we, we got a few years and some road on us, and we got much better ideas about what we want and how to get it. So I think you mature. You mature as an artist. Well, and and with you, with all your experience doing the uh, the the stuff in Vegas, the the gigs, you know, this this uh, the the Steven Tyler thing and all that. I mean, it's it's such a see to me, and that's it's why I was so excited to talk with you when when Michael set this up for me. Um, and I can't thank him enough. I just think it's great because it just it just it, it also and and that's why I was so excited to interview is to just help spread your leg. Man, to me, you're a very r- refined musician, and I just think it's it's incredible. Um, not just this record, but just your whole career, man. I mean, I think it's very inspiring. Um, well, you're the one. 
and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I. Hey, man, I. I appreciate that, man. I, 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 I genuinely, genuinely appreciate that. Thank you for your kind words. That means a lot. Um, I, I don't view myself that way, but it sure is interesting to hear that coming from somebody else. You know, I'm just a guy in my mind that's been very, very fortunate insofar as I've been able to to do what I love to do and, and I feel very lucky. You know, I, I'm also too stupid to know any better. You know, oh, no. I'm that guy that, that never quit, never gave up because I just, it, it never occurred to me to do so. Right, sure. Yeah. And, and because of that, I think that I've been very fortunate and I've come across some people in my travels that have helped me take the necessary steps to get to where I needed to go. So, sure, just really, really lucky. Now, as far as um, are y'all planning on doing any shows for uh, Angels in Vain, or, or is it is it just strictly like a y'all gonna maybe just stick with just the one record, or y'all planning on maybe doing some other records, or what what what's what's in the future? After the release well, of the record, that's a sixty-four million dollar question right now. That's the one that everybody. That's, it is, man. It's one everybody's asking. Like, hell, they were asking that before we had a record. <laughs> right. Story. It just right. It rumors of it, and then you're it's it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I get it. I mean, I've seen the video. <laughs> fucking cool. Yep. <laughs> but no, I mean seriously. So this is kind of where that's at right now. And 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 again, I'm not trying to be cryptic. I just am. Um, it, it's let the record come out, see how it does, and just we're gauging the response. Like, it's is it's a good a idea. Demand? I mean, yeah, if there if there's a real demand that people really want it, I mean, they really want it, we're gonna know, and that's gonna be a reason to sit down and go, okay, it's worth it to everybody. Let's make this happen. Because you have to remember, it's not that simple. We have, our, our bass player is is in Candlebox. And he's in Sons of Silver. And he's got other things going on. And, um, you know, our, our drummer is in, in Tantric and Gilby Clark and right. Ryan. And, and I'm not saying all at one time, but, but these guys are very good at what they do. They're very busy. They're very in demand. Um, you know, Taz is the, the guitar player for the Union Underground. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and me, I'm sitting on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for everybody to stop being busy. Right. Like, I, I have something else that, that I'm doing that's, that's completely not music related. Oh, really? But, yeah, yeah. Um, started a company some years ago and was really fortunate because it's been it's done okay that's awesome you know, but it, yeah but it requires a lot of focus and a lot of time and a lot of energy so to tear away from that to get out to go on the road would it be worth it absolutely but it has to be at the time he's got to be right the author's got to be right sure of course so, somebody just asked me they're like so if Ozzy Osbourne's people called and said we're doing the No More Chairs tour. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love him, and, and, and he's talking about doing a wheelchair tour, so that's me nodding. Right, of course, yeah. That's me nodding props to, to, to Ozzy being healthy. Absolutely. 
you know, I mean, Sharon Osbourne called me up and said, Chris, we need you on this fucking tour because Ozzy said he's not going to do it without you. Right. What are you, you going to say, no? Right, exactly. <laughs> I know I'm being ridiculous, and, I, and I'm intended to be, because, you know... No, it's fun. Want, hey, but, it's... But it's also true. It's like, you know, something like that comes along. Make it worth my while. It makes it worth everybody's while. Yeah. Because that's a reason for all the other guys in the band to go, okay, this is real, man. Let's make this happen. It's not... I mean, and I don't mean to undermine it when I say just a record, because personally... I'm proud of this record. And that's not something you're going to hear me say often about my body of work, but I've been listening to some of these songs for five years. Right. And they still rock. They still sound good. You know what I mean? It's 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 surviving. It's it's not just about what's happening in the moment. You know, the, the songs are good. That's my personal opinion. I mean, they're, they're my babies, so I'm going to love them, right? Sure, of course. But I... I think that we're going to find that there's something for everybody that's a music fan on this on this album especially if they like rock music oh dude it's i mean and that's what i was going to say um i think and then you know taz and T please tell him i said this did such a fantastic job uh engineering the record it's it's wonderful and then i see even see here you 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 did some of the production it's incredible i was listening in the car uh, on the way to work, and I was like, uh, "Wow, this is this is this is great," you know, um, and such a variety of music. And then you got the Bang a Gong cover, which is fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, a couple of these tracks really stuck out to me. Ready to roll, if only. I was like, "Man, these are these are great." <laughs> wow, that's you know what I, I was going to ask you if there was anything you were gravitating towards. Now I'm guessing you haven't had it very long. Though. I haven't. Okay. But if only I, I keep going back to, and uh, and uh, ready to roll. I don't know why. Okay. But I, but I'm a record guy, so I keep listening to the record. I dig the Bang a Gong cover. It's a great song, anyway. You guys made it even that much more fun. So I mean, like I said, I really really dig it, and I really like uh, Black Blossom too. I thought that was another one that I. <laughs> This is, see, this is the best thing about it. I, I, I love to ask this question or hear these answers because as of yet, everybody has different stuff that they like. I keep I, I keep being surprised because like your songs are different than the last person I talked to. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And the guy before that had maybe one of the same songs, but there was something. And that's the thing about it. And it, it makes me think of Appetite for Destruction because... It's obviously the same band, but sure. when you listen to that record, no two songs sound the same. The deliveries are all different. Yep. But it's the, there's that silver thread running through it, and I think this record has that kind of a thing, where it's it's not just one thing. You know, it, it's it's a bunch of different stuff, and it just it's working. So that's very cool. And did like I said, that artwork, the the cover art is is I mean, it's hot, but it's also just cool. It's 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 old school. I love it. <laughs> I love the, the cover. Of the yeah, it's great. You know. Thank you. Yeah, that's like I said, variations on a theme. It was always leading up to that back cover shot. It's incredible. Um, thank you. Thank yeah, man, it's fucking awesome. It, as far as, um. 
And I know we mentioned earlier, you know, you were saying, uh, get out there and, you know, nothing against the bands you don't want to do, the Enough's Enough's don't want to do that. What about you and Taz surprising everybody if, if Angels in Vain was on the road? You just throw in maybe one Cherry Street thing just to surprise everybody, maybe one California show? I don't know. <laughs> I go, I, okay, so I, I go, if it was, uh, there are a couple places on the planet that I know that would work. California and Texas, chief among them. Sure. Um, we toured through Texas. Texas is big. A lot. Yeah. North <laughs> Street. Uh, California, I mean, we sold out the Sunset Strip. And when I say the Sunset Strip, I mean all the venues on the Sunset oh, sure. Strip regularly. So it would make sense. Anywhere else in the world, I don't know. I mean, this, I, I, I'm constantly surprised like, when I'm touring and somebody shows up with a Cherry Street album and wants a, a, an autograph or something. Right. Uh, that was the weirdest thing. You know, I was in L.A. Guns and people were constantly showing up with Cherry Street records and wanting to sign. And it always surprises me. So, I mean, never say never. But, sure. Ah, right. It, it, it might be fun to get all the, all the original guys back together for a show. I mean, we're kind of all in touch, and we're all That's still, great. still in the business. That's great. You know? So, I wouldn't rule that out. There's a guy um, that was from San Antonio named Rick Ireland, and, and Rick Rick owned a couple of record shops, and he tour managed us through Texas for a while. Oh, wow. And he was instrumental in a lot of the band's success in, in helping us. And he passed some years ago. And oh, I'm he's sorry. Got a son named uh, uh, Gordon. Okay. And I told Gordon the day might come where we did a benefit show in honor of Rick. And that would be a reason I would be willing to do it, just out of love and respect for that person. Right. So it it could still it, like I said we're all still we're we're still around. Everybody's doing something. Everybody's in the business. I mean, Tom owns. He's the, he's the president of, of Paris Records. It's amazing. I mean, so you got three of us right here. <laughs> myself, Jamie's living in Texas, kicking ass, playing bass. That's how he makes his living still. Right. So, and, and I think Kelly James is, I think he's in Canada back where he's from, but he's still playing drums. So, Oh, that's cool. He could be. Yeah. Well, I'm, and that's amazing, too, just to, just the that you, it, you guys are all still... You know, doing things and, and and stay in touch and whatnot, and and especially I guess you and Taz, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, I just think it's incredible uh, what you've accomplished with this record, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see what comes what comes next. I, like I said, I was so excited um, to find out about it and then to get to listen to it. And like I said, I apologize, I haven't got to really listen to it. I've got to listen to it like two or three times, but those were the tracks that stuck out to me. Uh, uh, Black Blossom, if only, and then uh, uh, roll, yep, ready to roll, man. Ready to roll is is that was when I was first going through the records. Like I said, I'm a record guy. I'll go through the whole the way through the record. But when I'm playing a track again, it, there's something just it hooked me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, cool, man. That's why I love it. It's great. Yeah, that's, it's, that's the thing about it. You know what I mean? There's that. And it's, there's something for everybody and I think it's a great record it's not just like and that was the thing too in this day and age people focus on the single they're like eh, let's put out a great single and then 
Right. Put out a great record, man. Let's make sure all the songs, all the songs are killing. You know? Well, it does. Objective, I think it took a while. I don't think the next record would take anywhere near as long. I think that it was there was a lot of circumstance involved in, in why it took us this long to get this Sure, record. of course. And then uh, the COVID nonsense, too, I'm sure probably delayed it some, too. Oh, yeah, three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, that's... It's am- it's amazing how many different artists I've spoke with, how much of uh and I hate it for the music industry more than any industry. It seems like it really just destroyed and took away from people all of that, and I hate that. Um, well, it hurt them, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we were a different version of this record, but we were ready to drop it three years ago. Oh wow. With all this- this happened oh yeah yeah i mean it's just there wasn't a point uh, that, that we could see because if if this band did decide that we were going to pull the stops out and and get out there and do the road thing and tour sure where are you going to tour there's nowhere to play right yeah there's nowhere to go <laughs> yeah it was a weird time man uh, emotionally for for everybody a lot of us are still recovering from from what we went through because of that you know um it's just wild absolutely you know, yeah growing up at the grocery store and there's nothing on the shelves and you have people that you love and you care about and you like you want to help them you don't know what to do for them and you know I, I personally lost a lot of people in this thing and I have very close friends that lost their significant others I'm talking about young people man oh I'm I know about, it's crazy yeah. my dad yeah. died my dad died from it uh July of 21 so Oh, dude, I mean, we we didn't have, I appreciate that, we didn't have a good relationship. I was closer with my mom, but it's still just, there was no closure there. You know, it's just it's just a bad thing. Yeah. And, you, and, you know, it's not even about me, just everybody. It's just, it's, it's yeah. fucking awful. And then I still, I work with people at my job that don't think it's real because they never got it. And it's like, dude. I know, that's what I'm saying. It made it real to you in a very significant way. You can understand that. Well, I mean, I had it. I had it last year, Chris. And if it hadn't been for that Paxlovid drug, I would have died. I mean, I got it and I had it, and it had me by the nuts in like three days. I thought I was going to die, and they gave me this Paxlovid drug. If you're familiar with it, and it saved my life. It's a, so. Yep. Yep. Crazy yep. shit, man. But I've got I've got friends that I work with. Or coworkers, not really necessarily friends, just coworkers. Oh, it's not real, and you were making that up. You had a cold. It's like, n- no. <laughs> There's not a lot of people that are lucky they're not getting bitch slapped for talking like that because when you say that to the wrong person and they're suffering the loss of somebody that they've loved their sure. whole life because sure. COVID took that person's life, Yep. you say that to them, you deserve what you get. Now, I'm not encouraging it, man, but I'm saying like... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's you craziness. You got to be respectful, man. It's like people are going to believe what they're going to believe, and, and, and that's okay. But just never try forcing it down somebody else's throat. Sure. That's, that's the thing. And you got to respect the fact that, you know, I mean, they're saying that it, 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 it's still the third... Third, third cause of death. Oh, yeah, it's awful, man. Yeah. 
It's a, and it's but anyway, a, that's, that's not what this is about. No, sir. No, sir. It's, it's not. It's a celebration of life. It right? is. Absolutely, that's man. It's about. And, and that was one of the reasons that we waited to put it out because we wanted people at least to be able to be coming through the other side of that and, 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 and give them something, you know, that might bring them some joy. Absolutely. And, and that's it. That's what we're doing. Well, you did, man. This this record is is so fucking good. Um, before we wrap this up, I, and I I've got to do this. I hope it's okay. Do you have a Do you have a fun Cherry Street memory for me? <laughs> They're all fun, man. In, any uh, any any select one, I, I would just be I would be thrilled to hear it. Okay. All right. So it's nineteen. 91, okay. I'm thinking. Gotcha. And we're playing the Los Amanos Festival in Texas. Okay. For anybody that knows, it's, it's massive. It, yep. It's an insane number of people. <laughs> On the bill, uh, Cherry Street, Legs Diamond. That's when I met Adam. Nice. Uh, and April Wine. Oh, yeah. So we're playing, and the stage is already a story off the ground. And then the lighting, the light scaffolding goes up uh, three more stories. Okay, uh, it was, it was, it was up there. <laughs> we're on the stage. I lose my mind like usual, and I climb to the top of the light rig, and I've got my foot anchored under the top of one of these posts. Okay. And that's it. I'm standing on top. <laughs> so I'm basically four stories up. Yep. With my foot on a on a pole. That's <laughs> it. And the security rushed to the bottom of this light rig. And there's video of this somewhere. I know it. I've seen it. I, I don't have it, but I've seen it. Right. And they are all freaking out. And of course, the crowd is losing their shit because I mean, I might as well be on a tightrope with alligators below me, sure. blindfolded. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't care because that's rock and roll, and that's in the moment because that's what it is. It's literally in the moment. And they're like, "Get down from there!" And they're losing their shit because they're thinking this is a lawsuit. This guy's going to die. I'm like, "Come get me!" <laughs> Nobody did. Oh, God. They, they didn't have to. Here comes the wind. Oh, God. Yeah. Gust of wind took me right off the top, and I grabbed. If I hadn't been lucky enough <laughs> oh my to God. grab the railing on the way down, I mean, I caught it like right away, we would not be having this conversation. Oh shit! Did you get hurt? So, I, I think I I pulled my shoulder because of the weight of my, my all fifteen pounds of me. Because back then that's about what I weighed. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? Coming down or whatever. But I mean, we all have stuff like that in in, in the you know the eighties, the early nineties, or whatever. Sure. But I, I mean, it's one of probably one of the dumbest things I've ever done. But I damn sure won't ever forget it. You know, it's pretty that's incredible. What about that's what the band. I mean, there, there was something legitimately and genuinely 
dangerous about it. You never knew what was going to happen during a Cherry Street show, and anything could. I took down the whole. I took down the whole lighting rig at the Troubadour. Really? Yeah, because I was climbing it. I'm not bragging. I'm an idiot. I know. No, it's fucking awesome. I would have. I would have. I would have went nuts if that was the reaction. I mean, I would have went crazy. <laughs> oh man, it was like the, the dance floor or whatever you call it. It was like the parting of the Red Sea. Just <laughs> climbing that thing, and everybody was gone, and it came down. That's. You want stories? Interview Taz sometime. I'm sure that he probably remembers a lot more than I. Hey man, I I'm loving hearing it from you. I'd love to talk to Taz too, of course. But man, that's that's incredible. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's that's wild, man. I never got to I never got to see you guys. I, I was down in Florida, so I never really uh, never got out too much where I was living. And um, and it's I, I always you know dream, living in Florida, dreaming of California. So, but I hear you. <laughs> I think everybody that is in California was dreaming of California from somewhere else before they got there. Right. <laughs> at least at least back then. Yeah. Yeah, things might have changed a little bit. But yeah, a lot of great memories. A lot of great memories with that band. Wow. It's incredible. We, we, we lived it. It was it was real. You know what I mean? That we we all shared one place. We were living on the floor and we were torn in an El Camino pulling a U Haul. Oh wow. We were we were showering in in car washes. Oh shit. And eating bologna sandwiches with no bologna. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah. It's all good. Well, dude, this record is incredible. Kids pick up, listen to Angels in Vain, Long Time Coming, Paris Records. Chris Vandal, dude, you are a fucking badass. I, thank you so much for doing this, man. I'm such a huge fan, and uh, I wish you all the success in the world. Dr. Vince, thank you so very much. Thank you for having me. Dude, I'm going to shoot you a uh, friend request on uh, Facebook. Oh, I thought you were just going to shoot me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't have done this interview. No, no. <laughs> if that's cool, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i send you one. Uh, you'll see it in parentheses, Dr. Vincent West. It's going to say Ronnie Dio. That was my late dear friend's favorite singer. I lost him back in 07 to lymphomatic cancer, but... Uh, I'm sorry to hear. Nah, that. it's you made a great choice because Ronnie James Dio is one of the kindest, most amazing people that ever walked the planet. Never got to meet him. I, I I'm fortunate enough to say that I have a good friend that played with him. Really, that's and awesome. I, I, yeah, yeah, Jeff Tilson, the bass oh, player for fuck yeah, man. Everybody that he's a great bass player. You know, Dawkins. No, dude. Yeah, I'm a huge Dawkins fan. Yeah. Oh, Fort. Yeah. Is he still doing the Foreigner thing? Uh, well, Foreigner is about done doing the Foreigner thing. Altogether. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I, I think that's about done, but he's doing Black Swan, and he's got a new band, and I can't remember. And I'm ashamed because he's my buddy, man. I can't remember what what they're called, but he's got something new out right now. Nice. So, you know. Yeah. Google Jeff Tolson. I will do it. Um, but but uh, he had me do a party once. And, and Ronnie was there, so I got to spend some real quality time. In it's amazing. Ronnie. Yeah, um, dude, just the kindest, sweetest, most sincere guy ever. I couldn't believe it. I was just, 
I was in awe the whole time. I sure. was like, you talk about a we're not worthy moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a true that's a true rock star right there. Yeah, oh yeah, that guy was uh, yeah, pretty incredible. My uncle took me to see Sabbath on the Heaven and Hell tour when I was little, <laughs> and that was my first introduction to Black Sabbath. So that's that's what I knew. Black Sabbath. I'd have my friends play, and I love the Aussie stuff. But I would have friends playing the Aussie stuff, and I was like, well, I I, I know the Dio stuff because I was like you know six, seven, eight years old. Um, sure. And and they were like, oh, well, you, you know, so and I had to go back and listen to Ozzy stuff. Same thing with Ozzy. Like I remember seeing Ozzy with like Molly Crew in like '83. You know, like I, I I had to go back and listen to to that stuff. But you sure, know. sure. So that's the cool thing. You can always you can always look backwards and discover. You know what I mean? Where something came from. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Rock and roll archaeologist. Oh yeah, man, it's it's incredible. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for doing this. I didn't mean to talk so long. I've had a blast talking to you, man. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, again, kids pick up Angels in Vain. Long time coming. Listen to Cherry yeah, Street. Man. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> thank you, man. Have a wonderful, have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.